What's up, fans? This is Nick. This is Crystal. And we're back with a fan favorite. Hey, what's up? Crystal, you know what to do. What are they listening to? My Dragon Fandom! There go everybody's eardrums. You're welcome. Another one? <laughs> no. No, we're no, good. Okay. So today we're talking about video games, which is like my favorite thing to talk about because I love fan theories about video games. And my job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why we brought uh, Wit back, who uh, is a gamer like me. In fact, Wit and I ran a gaming community known as the Beer Warriors. Right, Wit? Some would say I'm an even better gamer than you. Whoa! Ooh, gotta throw shade early. Gotta start the drama train rolling right. or else nobody's interested. Starting shit already. Yeah. I like I it. Know. When was the last time you and I played together? That's exactly oh. my point. It's been a very long time. Very the long time. time. The last time you got into the Beer Warriors thingy, that was it the Wednesday thing that they do? Wobbly Wednesday? Yeah. No, I'm pretty like sure the last time ago. I'm pretty sure the last time we actually played together was when we played Sniper Elite and you convinced me that I was glitching out <laughs> randomly by headshotting me in the back randomly. I, I wish we had gotten a solid video. So we're we're playing Sniper Elite and uh for those of you who don't know, it's a co op sniper game. It took a long jump of logic to figure that one out, I'm sure. But there's a moment where Wit is, like, moving ahead, and he's very strategic. Like, all right, come on, man, go this way. And, like, midway through his, like, strategic, strategery, <laughs> I'm, like, shooting him in the ass. And he would just, like, go down. Oh, God, we're taking fire from behind. And he's, uh, he's, <laughs> he's freaking out. And I'm like, bro. He went, it happened for like a solid like three levels before I told him it was me. We're taking it from behind. Yeah, that's what, that's I was. What it was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! For so, those who have never listened to our show before, well, we're kind of not appropriate. So get the fuck over it. I thought you were going to be like, well, you're fucked now. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't know where it was going either. <laughs> can, can you get me another beer? Oh, that's, oh, I'm your beer mate now. Well, it's on your side. So. Okay. Thanks, babe. Today we're talking all about video games. And as usual, we're hitting you with a bunch of fan theories. And we've tasked Wit with some fan theories of his own. And I've got some and I'm really excited about them. But before we get to that... Crystal, you're not a gamer. How are you? Um, excuse me. Sorry, I was enjoying my beer. Uh, no, I am not. I'm not a gamer. I'm actually terrible at video games. I'm terrible at board games. I'm just awful at playing games. But if you want to get out on the court or play volleyball, I'd smoke your ass. <laughs> but what no, I'm... It's like a volleyball video game. 
Well, I mean, they have that for the Xbox Connect. Yeah. I've done that. It's a lot of fun. But uh, video games, like, I think the only, like, the only games that I really know are, like, the old school Mario, because my dad had, the, like, the original PlayStation yeah. game, but he would only let, let us play that, like, once a year because he was afraid we were going to break, break his controllers. And I like those controllers, because you only have <laughs> up and down, side to side, and A and B. It's so much simpler. It makes so much sense to me. And, like, trying to play now, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Just going to press them all at once. Well, so what is it about uh, today's games that you don't really connect with? I'm just, I'm just not good at them. Like, I don't just get them. Like, not good at if them. it starts getting to the point, because, I mean, you've tried getting me into games, and if it starts getting to the point where, like, I'm surrounded or I have to, like, make a decision, I just typically just hand you the remote. Be like, here, just take over, because I, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm done. I've checked out. <laughs> and it's usually, like, not even five minutes into the game. When you and I have encountered <laughs> multiple terrifying moments in video gaming. That's Remember you. that? There was one time whenever Whit and I pulled, I think, like two all-nighters in a row to play Ghost Recon. Oh, dude, don't remind me about Ghost Recon. The worst part about all of that is we played for so long and still were garbage at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were garbage throughout and we rage quit from being garbage after playing for like 27 hours of Ghost Recon. <laughs> 27 yeah. hours yeah, I mean with doing other stuff in between but like that other stuff That's was like, like probably a Taco Doritos. Bell run yeah exactly Ew, <laughs> oh god why well, see, like, the, you guys are such guys the, the yeah. goal Taco Bell of all places <laughs> yeah Crystal's it very... goes out the same way it comes in <laughs> looking like shit her Mexican heritage and she's like Taco Bell is not real food Oh it's no! Not. It's not. It's dog food with <laughs> no. water. Say, saying that we went to Taco Bell during that escapade is like an exaggeration. I almost. actually know. I remember that night <laughs> we went to go get Taco Bell. I do remember that night. Was and, it? Uh, was it Taco? That Bell? was whenever was, you taught me know, that it's okay to like fire sauce. <laughs> verde sauce. Like I, I yeah, verde, verde. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verde, like the color. Green. Verde sauce, and it's gone now. And don't bring up that heartache either. What? I can't it's gone? take the pain. It's gone, yes, really? That, yes. It's been gone forever. Oh I can God. make it for you and be a shit ton better than that. This is what happens show. when you date a Mexican. You you fall out of the loop when it comes to Taco well, Bell. Well, can I get some Taco Bell brand trademark verde sauce over here, please? <laughs> um, no. I'll get you something that's like actual food and not just like a bunch of... Uh, what's it called? Processed and chemicals and a little packet. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Taco Bell. I no, it is you. not. Oh god, <laughs> it is now. <sighs> so, All right. let's get to those fan theories. Okay, okay. I just want to. I just want to ask something, and I know I've already asked you before we even started recording. Is this just like a super broad, like all over the place fan theories, or are these going to be like fan theories on games that are pretty much well known? Uh, from uh, mine are mine are extremely well known. Mine are too. So I think we're like well good. known as in Mario, or going as far as the whole ghost thingy that you just brought up, like two seconds. I mean, uh, Ghost Recon's pretty well known, but these are way more well known, like on the level of Mario for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and Crystal, I know you're not much of a gamer, but I do want to get your input on this, just because like you have a totally different perspective on this. Yeah. And, like, obviously you have to deal with me sitting playing video games 
and doing nothing. Okay, I, I love watching you play <laughs> video games because I love talking shit as you're playing it. Yeah. Like, how'd you miss that? Why'd you miss that? It's right there. Why you See, suck? Why you sucking right now? You could have made that. I, just... I think that's actually the trick, guys. If you have, uh, or ladies, if you have a boy friend, a boy who is a friend. A partner. <laughs> just say partner. If you, I don't know why I did that. Uh, if, if your man is a gamer and you're not a gamer, the best way to participate is to just make fun of him the whole time. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it, Brutal. It's, it, just <laughs> it really him. is a lot of if, fun. If you're not enjoying the whole video gaming process, just sit back, relax, crack open a beer or a Chardonnay, whatever your poison is, and just tease him the whole fucking time. Every time he dies, every time he fails that mission, give him shit. And, and what... And what makes it even better too, especially is like if it's like a group thing, like there's other people online playing at the same time you are. They can all have hear them you. have your whoever, your partner, your significant other, put it to where you can hear what the other people are saying. Yes. So he will have his headphones on, but you can still hear it through the TV. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, I'm really loud, especially when he's playing games. I'm purposefully loud so that they can hear me <laughs> through your headset, and it's really better great. Yet. Mix your headsets together and both talk shit at them. <laughs> I've not done that also yet. Also works. Now that we have oh, two that's, controllers. That's yep. All right, Wit. What do you got for us? What's your first fan theory? Uh, do you want me to start it off? I want to. I want. Yeah, let's let our guests start it off. I, I think All we right, kind of want to keep you or at least <laughs> some guests coming in, and we, we like to put you on the spot. All right, I'm on the spot then. Well, I, I kind of want to go. Uh, say the best for last. I'm gonna go like. I'm gonna start with the yeah. game though. Yeah. All right, so uh, so you know how Samus in Metroid always starts off the game like weaker all the time. Okay. Okay. Rewind. What game is this? <laughs> Metroid. So, Metroid. So you may not know this one, Crystal. There is Seamus. A... Is that the the red and purple robot looking chick? Oh shit! You know that one? Yeah. All right. My cousin Samus. explained it to Got me it. so many times yeah, because of got... the Mario like. All the characters on one yeah. Mario game. And to give you some thing. background on the character, it was originally like a side scroller like Mario with like a gun, and all the guys originally thought like, "Oh, this must be some badass dude." At the very end of the game, it's but revealed she's got boobies. It's a woman, and that was like kind of groundbreaking breaking in video gaming. I do know ground that one. baking, ground baking, beer. Let me Words. tell you. So anyway. <laughs> She has a robot suit, and at the end of every game, you've gone through a game and gathered all these power-ups, and then in the next game, she starts off weak. And, like, in a lot of games, there's some, like, cutscene or something where she loses a bunch of powers, but she, like, loses them from a base state that's, like, less than she was chronologically last time in the series. She never has, like, she never keeps all these crazy badass powers, you know? Yeah. And, like, she gets some crazy stuff. Well, anyway, uh, I was reading fan theories, and uh, I read my favorite theory for that is uh, post was posted by The Amazing Hoodie on Metroid HQ. And he was basically summing up saying that the suit itself would eject power-ups after a certain amount of time. Because he basically explains that before Samus even sets foot on any of these worlds where she gets all these power-ups in the games that you're playing, she's already a renowned bounty hunter, like infamous and famous and well-known mm-hmm. for being an expert, you know, in the field. And so basically what he was getting at was that 
it would be so dangerous if this suit could just constantly retain all of this growing power and getting all these power-ups and just continuously growing more and more powerful that it would be like dangerous for her or even for somebody else like to get their hands on it and so i Mm -hmm. thought that was a fucking awesome explanation and it makes a lot of sense yeah and and like it probably makes sense also like it probably has to clear all of that information so that it can adjust to whatever new planet she arrives on so it probably like pulls powers and abilities from to adjust to whatever situation she's in so it's a computer it's a computer yeah yeah totally in metroid prime 2 uh there's an enemy that literally attacks you by over by essentially uploading a virus into your suit like uploading a computer virus it makes you reboot you literally end up stuck there like a statue going completely blind as your armor fucking reboots in the middle of a dark hallway it's crazy and so it would be yeah like prior to a new mission on a new a completely new environment why not purge all the data you know all this other stuff that was gained from this previous environment you know probably has a limited cache to store data that detailed you know full anatomy files of every creature on the planet uh you know full full language libraries and all that kind of stuff that's really cool (laughs) to think about you know that reminds me of actually metroid echoes like every time she's there like she gets these crazy dark dark powers or light powers that like there's no way in hell i would want to bring that with me wherever i go yeah she downloads it to the cloud (laughs) yeah she just like uploads powers to the cloud and like anytime she she wants them she could probably just like download them (laughs) that's cool I don't know anything about this game, but that's what makes sense to me, I guess, right now. It's about processing, because <laughs> you guys are talking. It's like, all right, yeah. I have the suit. Too much information. It's, it's basically <laughs> it's basically a more like badass female Iron Man, yeah. Okay. Pretty and much. It's still red. Or Master purple. Chief. Or Master <laughs> Chief. I, I don't know. Who do you think would win in a battle, Iron Man or Samus? Okay, let's not get off topic here, okay? Let's no, stick no. to the fan theory. I'm, I'm going to go with Samus. I'm, I honestly think Iron Man is way too OP to be defeated by Samus, but that's honestly, and that's coming from somebody who's super down with Samus. Sitting back with the nostalgia, I've actually got a pretty good one for you. So I'm a huge Star Fox fan. I love Star Fox. Everything about Star Fox to me is amazing. Yeah, you've told me countless times and I still have no idea what it is. (laughs) We Yeah, we, we really need to get you... See, the thing is with Star Fox, you can't just introduce it to someone because, like, it's such one of those old, like, niche games that I don't think anyone's going to get it from at this time. You know, like, if you got if you started playing it when it first came out, you would love it, but it's not the same anymore. You know, it's such That's a, very true. I mean, the new titles aren't the same, but the old titles are still the same, yeah, and you like, can still play them, and they're definitely hardcore classics. So I think, mm-hmm. I think Star Fox... As far as the nature of the games are pretty well known, yeah. So um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say they're niche as far as the character, but anyway, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I guess it's true. Um, just to give you a background, what Star Fox is is basically it's a uh, a battle in space fantasy where all the characters are animals. Um, so I guess it's sort of like a 
a fur fantasy. Oh, it's a furry with, ass game. Yeah, it's a furry ass game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fur fantasy. Of course it is. <laughs> mixed with um, Star Wars, essentially. Oh god. So it's a pretty does badass an, game. Doesn't does one animal in there have Leia buns? Uh, or have no. some sort of Leia prisoner outfit? Yeah. No, but there is uh, definitely a bikini a... outfit. There's, <laughs> there's, there's a fox woman that gets trapped in their <laughs> crystal who coincidentally gets trapped <laughs> in a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and that like brings in Star Wars and Aladdin. Because Aladdin, that's what happens in Aladdin is, you know, Jasmine gets trapped in a uh, sand. That's right. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you get Crystal in, like, this super sexy bikini, like, tribal Okay, outfit. I feel like you're saying getting me in, like, it's really weird. No. I'm like, I love I'm, hate I'm my not, name. I'm not. Let's okay, get Crystal I, in a bikini. So, that <laughs> game looks, catches a lot of flack for all of that stuff, but honestly was a really sick game. Big departure really from what Star Fox was, but it totally was. super awesome game. So, <laughs> what's the theory my, behind this My theory this Star is, Fox? Um, in Star Fox, there's something I never noticed. Um, until recently. Maybe you've noticed this way. Well, the furry um, thing probably threw you off. <laughs> it's like, oh, all, look. All of the characters in Star Fox all have fake metal legs. What? And if you look in Wait, the game... Wait, what? They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look in, like, the the out, the, uh, the game cover and all of the artwork. Fox and his three friends all have metal legs. So are they amputees? Wait. All of them are amputees. Or are they just short? Now you're googling this, aren't you? What? Yes. So, <laughs> so what's crazy is all of them have robotic legs, and you like, and you kind of wonder, like, what the fuck? Why? Why is this? And like, even some of like the like, I, I don't know. I was kind of looking at this, and like some of the artwork, and all the characters have metal <laughs> legs. <laughs> Are you sure they're not boots? <laughs> no, 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 no. Look at the original artwork. You know that the artwork for Star Fox that has like the the live action characters, it's like really creepy looking. Like it's like it's like That's animatronic cool. like uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese fucking animatronics looking characters. So what's the theory about this? So my theory is, let me start off with. Oh, so they all have like metal boots. Yeah, if you look at Falco, he's got metal boots, and Slippy has metal boots. Slippy should have just been all metal and excluded from the entire game, but that's a different story. Yeah, no, no, this is, I've, I've, yeah. This is interesting, right? So, um, so what's interesting is like whenever, uh, most, uh, fighter pilots today, uh, how they handle G-forces has to do with a whole G-suit and they put on this suit and it keeps their blood from flowing all the way down to the legs. I like this one. So whenever you are flying around and you hit a certain amount of G-forces, all of your blood will flow down to your legs and you can become blind or unconscious. But no, if you, you look pass at, out. And you'll pass out, exactly. While blind or unconscious, you pass out because all the blood flow goes away from your brain. Exactly. You go somewhere between blind and unconscious yeah. <laughs> when this no. shit happens. Um, a red out or a blackout, depending yeah. on whether you go over or under. So, as you can imagine, that's probably not the best state to be in while flying a plane. Um, so, pilots today use a G-suit, which keeps uh, their blood from doing that, essentially. Um, but there's this old story, actually, from uh, World War II. If you look at Sir Douglas Bader, 
Uh, he's a pilot from World War II who had no legs, and uh, he was known for being a really great pilot. And it's what's kind of crazy is uh, he tried to escape from a prisoner of war camp in Germany, and uh, he got caught, and they removed his legs, and so they had um, an airdrop try to drop in new fucking legs for him so he could try to escape a second time. Like, incredibly epic. Yeah, fucking badass, right? But he was known for being a great pilot because he didn't have legs. And because so no blood would flow all the way down to his legs. So he would be able to keep that blood up higher. And so the theory is that all Star Fox, all Star Fox pilots, I guess, would be what they'd be called. Um, mm. all, all have to have their legs amputated and replaced with robotic legs to help handle the extreme g-forces so pilot they have the to do because if you know notice like all the crazy stunts and barrel rolls and shit they have to do while playing the game it would make sense they need a different way to handle those g-forces but even if that doesn't work because like maybe the body i'm not a you know i'm obviously not a doctor so i don't know how that body really works even if that doesn't work they have to do a lot of you know, running and a lot of crazy missions where maybe some robotic legs would really come in handy. So that's kind of my theory that like all Star Fox characters have to be, have to have their legs amputated and replaced with robotic legs to help them be good pilots as well as good fighters. Interesting. Well, I will say after looking at those images, it doesn't even look like they really amputated the legs. It just looks like they kind of added on to what was already there. What do you mean? Because if you're looking at the the animal anatomy, like, they're not meant to stand up on two legs. They're meant to be on all fours. And so if you're looking at an animal, they're not really meant to have long lower limbs. Because their lower limbs are going to be about the same size as their front limbs. Mm. So it just seems like an add-on to what was already you there. You actually bring, a good, bring up a good point, because... Because um... they make it look like human legs, and so... Maybe what's really going on is like the animals just adapted after human beings are gone, and so they're like, "Oh well, well the only way we could do this is if we have longer limbs, and so let's just add all these metal things to the end." Holy! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking tore that theory apart. Oh shit! I know. I love it because <laughs> animals don't have feet like that. Only humans do, and the way they're standing and the way Wait, their clothes are so- are. are Dude, they are on stilts, man. Dude. Because think about like how Disney and Pixar <laughs> they and all that they, they evolved stilts. Another in order they like evolve themselves into thinking like in human ways. And so like if they're real animals, Dude. they wouldn't worry about clothes. <laughs> they're wearing clothes. They're not concerned about being naked. And here you see them with the freaking feet that look like mm-hmm. human feet and clothes and standing like humans would. So they're like fucking taking after humans. Yes. Because Holy there aren't humans Fal- anymore. And the, the, the crafts and stuff Fal- that you're talking about, like airplanes, Fal- this happened afterwards. Legs are so skinny. <laughs> <laughs> they're so skinny. They're like little toothpicks. Yeah, what if they didn't even, what if these fucking animals didn't even design the ships they're flying? They just, they just, had, they had they, to adapt to it. They had to, to use it. the human ships. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You just, like, Help. opened up a whole new theory. I mean, it's Help. just from looking at it. I mean, they're still animals, but they're like, taking on the human form, like, but they can't do that without adding on to what they already have. 
they were they were just evolved enough to realize okay there's all this technology around us or whatever so how do we compete because it's the whole you know well and so darwin theory all their legs look the same, so like, exactly. they must be buying them from the same place. So they're exactly. like, yo, I got my metal legs from fucking RoboShack down the street. Like, I'll <laughs> go down and get your legs from over there. They work really good. <laughs> God, Crystal, you just it's like... A, it's, a, it's a nice... That was nice. That was, that's a good one. That was good. That's a good one. All right, that was awesome. It's a good uh, thing I know a lot about a hu- the human anatomy, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a theory that Ace Combat 7's gonna release one day. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe. <laughs> maybe. No one's really sure. It's like, oh, Shit. it's gonna be this year. No, it's gonna be next year. Well, it's halfway through this year. When's it gonna be? Sometime. Yeah. Okay, so, um, basically, there was this thing going on. Where Half Life Three was maybe gonna be a game, ever, <laughs> but no one ever knew whether that was the case. And yeah. I mean, it was like in, you know, it was in development hell, I guess, or something. I don't know exactly what was going on with it, but it just never was realized. And so, uh, the writer for the series a while back has posted. Uh, a story it's like in this a story in the form of a letter kind of uh from the perspective of what would be the player character in the continuation of the half-life story what the fuck and so this was posted on let me see crystal i don't even know how to help you with this one this one's hold on i'm gonna explain it yeah he posted in 2017 the end of the end of 2017 he posted so just the end of last year uh so it's been over a decade since the game prior to that was released this is a game series that is very story oriented originally released on some of the oldest computers you've probably ever seen it has a it has a serious history to it uh but the gist of the story is that you, there's a lot of time travel involved i guess and yeah. so in this story in this final story uh, that he posted, some believe it is the actual driving or, you know, out, basically the outline of the Half-Life 3 story is what oh, he had dear. posted. And he said, like, this is never going to happen. Here's what we were going to do. Take it from here, guys. If y'all want to make a fan-made game or a community game, something like that, that's... I really want to believe that. And honestly, I'm pretty sure that's what's going on with that story because it's just so hella epic that I could see it happening. And so uh, no spoilers for anybody because it's not ever going to come out. But if you do want to read it, fast forward about two minutes. (laughs) Uh, But basically what happens is they end up going to the alien planet of the, the home planet of this alien race that attacked Earth and dominated Earth. Uh, or dominated humanity, basically. Uh, they end up finding a way to go through time and show up on the home planet. It ends up being a home planet, not so much, but more of like a star system or even maybe a galaxy. Uh, and they have Dyson spheres, which are literally big structures you build around stars to harvest electricity. 
and when they show up, their weapons do nothing, and basically they realize that they're completely hopeless. And then at the last moment before being decimated, the player character is sucked back into... Uh, another his you know the previous timeline and basically told it's not your time yet uh but yeah basically you're hopeless there's nothing you can do and you end up that's it that's the end of the whole entire series you were just going to realize that everything was for nothing what the and I fuck thought that was insane that's like this, the ending of infinity of, war that kind of reminds me of ender's game a little bit yeah it a was little deep. bit so bit. go and read that. that is if you haven't read it yet, if you have not read that and you're a really good fan of Half-Life, do yourself a favor and read that post by uh what Mark Laidlaw, the the series writer. It's on his website marklaidlaw.com. All right. So Crystal, did you ever play Smash Brothers? Yeah. That's how Smash I Brothers? that's how I know Samus and Star Fox. That's how I know those characters. Okay. That's where I've seen them before is because I I would play them or Zelda and I could change the colors of Zelda so that I could match the color that I liked. And I liked that I could change into ninja form. It's like, oh look, I'm a dainty little princess. And then I'm like, I'm a ninja motherfuckers. Come at me. <laughs> Yep. Or probably the, the character's probably not Zelda, but whoever the princess is yeah. in the Zelda thing. So you may know this one a little bit, and this one's going to get dark really fast. Well, I mean, I don't know much about it. I just played it. Okay, just, but you, like, you'll pressing all the buttons at once. Yeah. So um, the beginning of this theory starts off in like what you probably already could have guessed with. Uh, the first uh, Super Smash Brothers starts off in like a boy's room. And, uh, the, like, Yoshi is pulled out of a toy box, and, like, a plush doll is placed onto a table, and also the table turns into a stage, and Yoshi comes to life. Okay, well, I didn't know any of this. I always just, right. my cousin already yeah, yeah, yeah. started. Yeah, but that's, that's basically how the game starts. So, the beginning of the series is that all the Smash Brother characters are all toys. It's, it's like Toy Story, toy where all the little characters come together, and he's pretending that they're fighting against each other. Exactly. It's, like, exactly what it is. So, it's, like, a kid's imagination. So, um, at the beginning of, like, the first, um, Smash Brothers, it looks like the, the boy's room is kind of a younger boy. Like, he was probably, like, in his tweens, you know? Just, like, judging by, like, the way tweens? the room looks. Not, like, ten? Uh, yeah. So, at the end of every uh, Super Smash Brothers game, you fight this disembodied hand. And, um... And it, it seems pretty obvious, like, that this disembodied hand is probably the boy, right? It's probably, like, the kid playing with his toys, and so, like, the hand is probably the, the kid playing with the toys, right? Like, he, he, the final oh, okay. boss is the kid. Is the yes, hand yes. actually the parent and, uh, trying to tell him to get over it? Well, just, yeah, kind of. But, like, let's hear me out. So, um, the boy ends up getting older, all right? So in Melee, and you if you kind of zoom out on all your trophies, like they're no longer plush toys anymore. Now they're hard trophies, and you can see the background of the room. He's got a TV. He's got a Game Boy. I think there's even like a GameCube in the background. Like the kid has gotten older. And what's interesting is the final boss is no longer just hand; it's crazy hand. And if you just look at the way the hand, crazy hand is described, he he destroys everything, and whereas normal hand is a creator. Um, he, it, it's sort of like this interesting kind of 
uh, fight against each other where like the crazy hand is impulsive and he destroys and the normal hand is is creative and he cre- and he creates life um, it's sort of this metaphor for growing up um, this kid is maturing and he's developing different uh, ideas against himself and it, so the creative hand is more the imagination whereas exactly. the destroying hand is like trying to get rid of all that and growing uh, yeah up. Um, and I then, love it yeah, and so uh, then uh, Smash Brothers Brawl comes out, and th- things are start to get a little crazy. So the enemy is freezing all of the toys so that they can never be played with again. And it's revealed that the name of the final boss is actually Taboo, the main villain. So uh, let's back up a second. So he's he's freezing all of the toys, and it's almost like he's not allowed to play with his toys anymore, right? Like, what is taking his toys away that he can't play with them anymore? And it's called taboo because what if he's an adult now? Because if you look at the actual character taboo, he's an adult man. He's kind of closed off. He has his kind of arms closed together. And um, what if taboo is the adult kid? And it's actually taboo for him to play with toys because he's growing up. He can't play with these toys anymore. And he's fighting with this idea of like, but I want to play with my childhood toys, but I'm an adult now and I can't do that. And then you've turned playing super smash brothers into an emotional experience for me. (laughs) I'm still going to fucking press all the buttons at once. (laughs) All right. And then um, we thought like, that's where the story would end because basically like the smash the, the the smash characters win in the end and like that would be a happy ending where he gets to play with his toys in the end but then smash brothers 4 comes out and the main enemy is called the master core and it's this crazy wild fight that's just like unbelievable at the end you're facing this black energy that's just killing you it's probably the hardest boss fight out of all of the smash series and um but at the very very end Whenever you've reduced the boss to near nothing, you're just hitting it. He just kind of goes down to this little orb, which is basically like the melee or like the Super Smash Brothers logo. And you're just hitting it and it doesn't fight back. There's no way to really lose. It's just this quiet moment where you're just hitting this boss that doesn't fight back. It's kind of fucked up, actually, if you like kind of think about it. And uh, and uh, there's this theory that. The core and the, the boss of every game is the game director, uh, Zachary himself, the game director of Super Smash Brothers. So let's back up a little bit. The the game director, Zachary, he used to be like, he created like the Kirby games and everything. And the reason he left those games is because he was tired of sequelization. Every time he would create a new game, people would expect a new sequel to come out. And uh, he kept creating more and more and more and more sequels. And he eventually got tired of it and left. And then he started Smash Brothers. And uh, this is a man who grew up, you know, he created Kirby and he was like 19, right? And like, he, he grew up with toys and playing with games. But as he grew older, he became a business owner. And he has to fight with this idea that he's also a kid. He loves these toys, but society requires him to grow up and be a business owner. The final game is him fighting to break free of this world of sequelization again. Because 
once again, he's making sequel after sequel after sequel of Super Smash Brothers. And he's even quoted saying, these sequels have become like a noose around my neck, but I have trouble picturing someone else taking over. So it's like a lose-lose. Either way, he lose control of, of his mind making these sequels over and over again, or he loses control of his property that he's worked so hard to make. So it could be possible like that the main boss of Super Smash Brothers and the boy that we see playing with these games is the game creator of Super Smash Brothers himself. And every time the, the, the boss changes, it's him wrestling with his adulthood and the decisions he has to make as a game creator. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's that kind of like... Damn. I mean, yeah, it's pretty deep, and I mean, it makes sense the way you're explaining it. It just kind of like every time you're explaining this, it just reminds me of Toy Story and like the last Toy Story movie that they came out with. Like, he's a kid; he's still a kid. He wants to be a kid, but he's also like, all right, I gotta grow up and move on. Mm -hmm. And it's like it's just just being torn between the two. Yeah, and, and it, so and I mean, like, if you were forced, like, if you created one work of art that you liked a lot. But then as soon as you create it, people expect you to make another one and another one and another one. Like Another it's, one. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> your heart and soul that you're pouring into this game. But like as someone as an artist, like I know how much work goes into these games and movies and So that and makes designs. sense that if it, it ends up looking like a black orb thing, because that's how it weighs down on you. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's he's he's defeated. He he's in this situation where he just has no control of it anymore i just think it's more of like that's the pressure that he's feeling yeah it's not that he doesn't want to it's just that when you add that pressure to it that's just what it feels like when it's on you mm -hmm. and uh i just i just like i can't help but just think that like, this is totally true because it, it may seem far-fetched that like you know certain characters are based on actual creators or based on actual people but like that's already happened in history like look at tomb raider and like mario like all those characters I mean, are based on real people it's not really necessarily based on real people it's based on like also the attributes that people wish that they had like yeah. being more brave or being more you know athletic or being yeah. just something that they feel is inside them that they can't necessarily do on their own so they put them into their characters that they build absolutely it's almost like smash brothers is like a Silent cry for help. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know there was a silent all... cry for help. Yeah. I didn't realize that there was this whole boss thing behind it. I just for always... many for I many think. people in middle and high school, Smash Brothers was an actual cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> I like that game. Oh, I didn't know what game. I was doing, <laughs> I but I game. liked it. So what do you think about that one? What, what, do you think that one's crazy, too far-fetched, or what? No, I think it's actually fully legit. Yeah. <laughs> if you boil it down to the final boss, if you boil it down to the entire game being metaphorical or the final boss is being metaphorical, yeah, it's totally, absolutely even reasonable, I would say, like to consider that's absolutely true. That was a really weird, convoluted sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got time for one more from you if you've got one. All right, I do have one more. I'm gonna, and it pertains to Metal Gear Solid because I love this dang series. Uh, absolutely love Metal Gear Solid. My favorite theory about this one, and you don't even really have to understand the games to get this theory. So Hideo Kojima was the director of the Metal Gear Solid games, uh, and. 
they were all really good. Uh, they yeah. were brilliant, fresh takes on an espionage-style game uh, with some elements bordering on the supernatural. Uh, some elements definitely supernatural, but like just really well conveyed in a way that was like almost horror game almost metroid-esque like you're very alone in a lot of cases and that's what the game looks like from the outside but from the inside the games are mind fucks the the dude knew how to write a mind fuck they would just do creepy stuff or weird stuff or just make you think in three different directions at once so one of the metal gear solid games had you pulling out a controller from the socket and putting it in a different socket what the fuck? even be able to damage the enemy. You couldn't even fight the boss without switching your controller port because he could read your mind through the controller. So you had to switch the controller port and he couldn't read you anymore. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, so that's one. And there's like, that's just one of many. There's a lot of stuff going on in these games. Uh, so anyway, the gist of it is that the director of the games is legend about mind-fucking people. Yeah. And so... In 2015, or not in 2015, but a few years ago, he had a falling out with Konami, uh, basically right after the release of Metal Gear Solid Five, and he basically, or maybe even before, it was probably before, and uh, he basically said that this was going to be the last game, the last Metal Gear game. They took his name off the branding and all of this stuff, and so in 2015... There was a theory that was getting a bunch of traction that Kojima and Konami were in on it together, pranking the entire player base of Metal Gear that Kojima was finished with the series, but really they were putting on a production to release a really like different game and then later come back with Metal Gear Solid 6, which is now being rumored... And that they would suddenly bring his name back and say, yeah, he was working on it the whole time. It's actually the sequel that you're looking for and all of this stuff. And so I don't even, I can't even give, I can't even give the source enough credit to believe that. But I love the idea of that theory being real. <laughs> Just an epic mindfuck on the level of, on the corporate level. I mean... Dude, just that would be something that would be so cool to pull off. I know it's probably from, not true, but that's my favorite fan theory. From a marketing standpoint, it it actually makes sense. So like I, I can't say that I believe it just because it's such a risky move. But basically yeah. so right before like a fifth game comes out and your main creator says, This is the last game, you bet your ass every single fan is gonna buy that game. And then right after that, like, JK, guys, here's another game. Great. Everyone's going to buy that game, too. They're going to be, like, freaking out that, like, there actually is going to be a six. So it's a great marketing move. It's risky, but it's a great move. I just don't know if I believe it. <laughs> I don't think I believe it, but wouldn't that be wild just <laughs> like has something like that happen? Like, JK, guys... I mean, I always thought it was interesting. The main a, a main plot point of Metal Gear Solid Five was parting ways with the past, and like mm -hmm. parting ways with the damage of the past, and a lot of interesting stuff in that game. 
think we're going to wrap up our podcast right there. I will end up with one more theory that I'm just going to let sit on our listeners' heads is that uh, if any of you played Animal Crossing, which is a great game, uh, that whole game is about a kid who was kidnapped by a cult and is forced to uh, pay off a debt, which he will never be able to do. Why the fuck would you end it like that? <laughs> and that's where we're going to end it, guys. Wow. <laughs> Wit, thanks Amazing. for joining us. <laughs> of course, you're such a good such one. A dick. <laughs> so, uh, good one. as usual, guys, find us on Twitter. Uh, send us your theories. Um, we're at, at my drunken fandom. If you send us a tweet, we'll see if we can put you on the podcast and we'll read your tweet aloud. Make sure you're giving us ratings because those really help us a lot. Um, we're trying to make this podcast a lot bigger than it already is and reach a bit broader audience. So yeah. share it with your friends and uh, comment because those reviews and ratings really, really, really help us to boost our uh, audience. Yep. So uh, thanks for joining us with. Yeah. You bet. Anytime. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, We'll be seeing you guys next episode. Woo! Don't know what it is yet, but we'll figure it out next week. <laughs> Fun right. times. Bye, guys. Bye!